What's your dream? What's your goal? What's your motivation? What's important to you? What's your passion? What can you do to change the world? This is What's Involved. Conversations with thought leaders and change makers from around the world. Hear stories of hope and inspiration to help motivate people like you to live your life, find your passion, and live your dream. Together, we can all bring positive change to our world. Now, here's your host, David Watts. And once again, it is What's Involved, and a special guest, and almost almost an accidental guest, but I'm so glad that we managed to get to chat to her. And uh, we were just chatting before we started now, and I said to her, you know what, I actually cannot believe uh, that we managed to get this far, because, uh, and it's all been my fault, not, not my guest's fault. I mean, between being sick and power problems and this and that, and the next thing, I didn't think we we're going to get there, but we are. Who are we talking to and what are we talking about? Well, we're talking uh, to the CEO of uh, an organization called The Unlimited Child. And uh, Candice Potgitter is the CEO. Hello, Candice. Hi, David. Thanks so much for having me on. It's an absolute pleasure. Now, uh, we chatted to Ian a, a little while ago, Ian Bakken, who uh, is the founder of a company called The Unlimited, and uh, found out all about what uh, what the, the guys do there. And then as part of the conversation, we, I came across this, the unlimited child. And I was like, hang on a second. That sounds like something that I want to talk about and find out more about. But before we get into that, let's just have a little chat about Candice. Who is Candice? So give me a bit of background. Uh, so a bit of background, David. Well, Candice is uh, an exceptionally passionate individual. I love working in the nonprofit space and making a massive difference in uh, children's lives and the system of our country and how we change that. Um, and I actually started off in the corporate world. <laughs> so a little bit different where um, I have a background in science and maths. And uh, I was brought into the Unlimited Child about seven years ago to scale up the organization. So it's been an exceptionally exciting time for me. Um, and at the heart of what I do, I think, is uh, the child and obviously having a, a better future for our country as well. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of that. But you glossed over something. So, so Candice, as a young person, where did you grow up and, and did you always want to, want to work uh, in the nonprofit space or did you have other plans? So Candace had uh, definitely other plans. Um, you know, uh, growing up, I grew up in a small uh, town called Hilton in uh, near Peter Maritzburg. Uh, I had a mom and dad who were incredible in uh, making sure my sister and I uh, wanted to achieve something and and it was you know for the betterment of other people as well so not necessarily in the uh nonprofit space because uh, obviously in uh, you know if you uh, look at one has an idea of my background is that um i actually um uh, was part of the astrophysics and space science program as well. So my background was very science orientated. I always had a love for science. And, uh, you know, I had initially thought I would go into that field. Um, and then just obviously by chance, I um, worked for an organization that supported uh, a nonprofit organization. And I started leading that nonprofit uh, to actually have a change management process. And that's how I fell into the world of uh, nonprofits. Um, and just to also add, you know, my dad and my mom were 
very much about community development and making a, a difference. Uh, so during my university holidays, I would uh, spend time on other outreach programs and working with nonprofits, actually uh, <laughs> developing my skills, uh, but more so volunteering my time. My dad was a very strong believer in us, um, uh, you know, providing those services and uh, becoming volunteers because obviously if we want to see a change, we have to also be a change. So that's a little bit of, of yeah, how I was raised and why I'm also really excited about what I get to do on a daily basis, actually. I'm amazed that you that you were so, you know, you just skimmed over the sort of <laughs> maths and science background. I mean, <clears throat> you've got a Bachelor of Science degree in Applied Physics and Applied Mathematics, and that's uh, from uh, the University of KZN. You also have a postgraduate in Applied Physics. Um, then you mentioned that you were a part of the National Astrophysics and Space Science Program at UCT. And then you also, just because that wasn't enough, uh, chosen out of 50,000 applicants in Africa um, as a Mandela Washington Fellow. Um, and the whole idea was there was to expand on your tertiary qualification. Um, this time it was in what you're doing now, nonprofit executive management and social entrepreneurship. And that was at the Mendoza School of Business uh, at the University of Notre Dame in the United <laughs> States. So, man, okay, maths and science. So, you know, I can, I can, I can math, uh, you know, but uh, <laughs> when it comes to physics and stuff like that, I'm, I'm, I'm quite scary. In fact, we, we're busy doing something for an organization now called Doxentia. And they do, I think it's grade 10 to 12 maths and science textbooks. And now we're doing... Uh, some videos as well for them. So I'm doing the voices. And do you know how many times I have to stop and say, what does this mean? <laughs> and that's that's in grade 10 and 12. I mean, you can imagine. When I was there, chemistry, the, the biggest thing we ever did with, with anything like physics or chemistry is can we blow stuff up and if so, how? Anyway, enough of that. I think you've done an amazing amount. And, and what struck me right from our, our very first conversation is is – um, how your passion does shine through. And I've I've been doing for oh, the last good few years a show called The Education Show with a company called Zabuza. And uh, I've always said education in this country is horrible. Um, I haven't been popular for saying that. I said uh, it's it's broken. And, and part of what I believe that, that part of our problem is that children are not nurtured. They're not shown things. Um, they're not given the experiences and opportunities that they should. And also, they largely go, well, what kind of future do we have? And unless you can give a child a compelling future, uh, they're not going to want to play a game at all. They're not going to want to play ball with you. So you were then selected. You said 2016 that you started um, with the unlimited child. So let's talk about the unlimited child. What is that? So... To your point, David, you know, we have to actually create a better pipeline in our country. So we need to make sure that when children go into school, they're absolutely ready for school. Uh, so that limited child is all about early childhood development and education. So what we do as an organization is we have a wonderful blueprint of early childhood development where we have a curriculum and we, uh, and I love saying this, we actually unlock 
already existing ECD centers or child minding facilities where we train practitioners um, in skills development. So these are women that actually own these ECD centers, but they're just child minding. But we know that if we unlock their potential and we train them and we provide them with every single toy and equipment that they will need, their ECD center actually becomes a much better place for the children that attend. And then obviously the children attending can go into school being absolutely ready for school. Uh, the one thing is it is a tried and tested uh, model. We uh, had a wonderful research study that was taken place in about 2018, where we were shown to actually have the best or the greatest impact in taking children from being not school ready, so at risk of not being school ready, to being absolutely school ready. And I think why this is important for us as an organization and for me personally is that we're actually affording children the best chance possible, but we're also creating these wonderful female-led micro-enterprises because as soon as the ECD center gets the training, as soon as they get a... Um, better skills and the toys, they also can, in some cases, access a government subsidy. And parents actually want to pay a little bit more for their children to attend these well-established uh, ECD centers or, or creches. So it creates a localized uh, economy as well. So I think that with all of these consequences or intended consequences, we're able to achieve a vision for our country because we know that the system in our country is completely uh, fraught with, with many challenges. And I think for the unlimited child, we want to be part of a solution. Uh, we're a solutions-based company. We were founded by a solutions-based company as well. And for us, it's about making sure that we are part of that solution. Um, so that's uh, in a nutshell what we do. Uh, it's very exciting We've helped about 1.3 million children in our country, um, and we've just gone beyond our borders to Lesotho and to them as well. And um, yeah, we have the fortunate uh, opportunity to make this difference. I think it is absolutely phenomenal. I want to dive a little deeper, though, into exactly um, what the Unlimited Child does. You, you talk about early childhood development. I want to find out a bit more about that. So when we come back, we're going to dive right into that. My special guest is Candice Porchita, the CEO of The Unlimited Child. This is What's Involved, back in just a bit. You're listening to What's Involved with David Watts. Have you been to our website? Check it out, www.whatsinvolved.com. And while you're there, click on the coffee mug icon and buy David a cup of coffee. He'll love it. And we're back. What's Involved That Is. My special guest is Candice Porchita the CEO of The Unlimited Child. Now, Kenneth, just before the break, we were talking about um, these early childhood development centers. Now, if I think back when, when, I was, when I was a little one, and that's a very long way I have to think back, but um, we, we used to go to nursery school. And at nursery school, we got to do all sorts of fun, funky things. I'm not sure if it prepared me for school, um, I was always one of those those sort of rebels that was like I had many, 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 many different challenges um, amongst amongst them OCD and uh, ADHD. So you know everything had to be number one in alphabetical order, number two lined up perfectly. And from a young age, um, my mom was consistently told does David doesn't play well in the sandpit with other children, um, but. What is it like these days? Because so much has changed. 
Yeah, so I think that, um, you know, the interesting and incredible thing about early child development is that there's all of these synapses that are actually connecting in, in a child's brain. So in a normal um, society, where I say in a nuclear family as such, we have parents, um, and you spoke about your mom, you know, they encourage their children, they develop language in their children, and they are able to provide a, a stable environment. Now, in South Africa, we know that we uh, don't have nuclear families at all, especially in uh, peri-urban and rural communities. So what often happens is we often have parents that are going to work or they're going out to another city and children are being looked after by uh, perhaps um, extended family as such. So these children get put into uh, ECD centers. So that's the technical term. It's actually almost a child minding facility or a creche because they need to be looked after somewhere. And what we need to do is we actually need to create the foundation of literacy, numeracy, um, and, and those sort of uh, aspects of school readiness. But school readiness is not just about the core educational function. It's also about things like classroom practice. So how a child learns to communicate with their teacher, how they learn to be in a team. So for the unlimited child, what we're doing is we're creating the school readiness within that child minding facility. So they become a proper ECD center. Um, and this is also a core function. So we have skills development. Like I said, we train the ECD practitioner or the child minder has such to be able to deliver a curriculum linked program. And the curriculum is not just like I said, reading and writing. Obviously at that age, it's slightly different. Uh, we then provide every single toy and um, resources a child needs because we understand that at that age group, it's actually learning through play. It's not a uh, uh, rote learning as such, uh, but obviously in South Africa, because we have so many challenges in a grassroots intervention, we have a strong fo focus on mentoring and coaching. So we have teams that go out and have on-site visits with the community and the ECD center to almost uh, mentor and coach to say, this is what we're doing right, this is what how we need to change this, and this is how we actually work together. Because ultimately, we are providing something called further education and training for the child binder as well. And we need to make sure that they feel very confident in their delivery, but the child is getting exactly what they need. So the foundation, um, if I can say, of the early childhood development links to the fact that the obviously three R's, reading, writing, and arithmetic, um, are not formed usually if we don't have these programs. And we know that this leads to a lifetime of struggle. So we are forming all of these uh, natural um, sort of interventions that need to happen within the child's brain so that by the time they go to school, they're confident, they're uh, understanding of a school system, and more importantly, they also reach all of their milestones. So whether that is learning how to write, for example, or the gross motor skills or spatial skills, we're providing that opportunity of learning to them, but obviously in a play-based environment. I, I kind of laughed there because that was one mm -hmm. of the things, as, as soon as I figured out this writing thing and alphabets, I was like, <clears throat> no, excuse me. I was like, you've been lying to me. It's not three R's. It should not be called three R's. And I was most indignant about that because reading, yep, you're right there. But writing is a W, people. And arithmetic, 
there's no such thing. It's called arithmetic. And I was quite pedantic about that. And uh, yeah, so it just, it just suddenly brought this flashback to me. So I remember that and it, it, it kind of made me, it made me laugh. But Candice, from what age, because I'm thinking, and I'm thinking specifically now in terms of, of our, our, our sort of more rural uh, areas and, as you said, peri-urban areas, what age do, do are children able to attend these uh, ECDs, the, the, the centers? Um, and, and in terms of paying for it, because that's the thing that I despair about so much in our country is that we, we just, do, there's so much poverty. We just don't have the money. So, so how does it work for you guys? So for the unlimited child, we do this, uh, obviously, go into ECD centers at no cost to the ECD centers or the community. And it's one of our um, sort of ways in which we do something that's very important to us. And that's why we have so many uh, partners. And I'll speak a little bit later about it. But the age groups that we have is we have a baby's program, we have a toddler's program, and we have a pre-grade R program as well. So that's just the age of three to, to five. Um, and like you said, David, it is so difficult in communities uh, in terms of the poverty levels that we are um, in. In fact, we are going to most ECD centers that are between what we call a quintile one, quintile two, or quintile three. So they obviously have the lowest levels of, um, uh, of poverty. Um, for us, though, what's important is we want these ECD centers not just be child mining facilities. So what actually happens in that community is because that lady's ECD center becomes a proper working center, they can access something we call a, a government subsidy. So you can get registered as an ECD center. It obviously is not a lot of money, but it does help in terms of paying the practitioner and those sort of things. The unlimited child home will give all of the toys and the equipment and transform that ECD center with their own funding as a nonprofit organization. The mentoring and coaching is also completely free. The training is completely free because obviously we need to create these opportunities and we can't have a, uh, a chicken and egg or egg and chicken uh, sort of uh, system where we want everyone to be better, but we're not providing anything. So for us, that is exceptionally important. And then what starts to happen is we actually have this um, almost catalyst for change because once the educational program is provided, we can also support other funding mechanisms uh, that go into the ECD center from other corporate social investment or philanthropy topic uh, spin um, and then not only that it's quite an interesting element is that because the ECD center becomes better and better we then also have families that are obviously they've they've left home they're not living in these uh, um, areas anymore parents so they start sending money home to pay a certain amount to the ECD center uh, the amounts though and I think this is a is a very interesting um, perspective in quintile one to three from a fee paying system um, practitioners or owners of ECD centers will never turn a child away um, and this is such a spirit of Ubuntu in the community, and that's what we need to support. But the levels of which they earn is probably about um, 100 rand per child per term. So it almost works out to 25 rand a month. Uh, but it is something, and parents start supporting those ECD centers as well. You know what? I think that is that is amazing because that is one of the questions I was going to go to come to you with and say, how? How do they... They pay. I mean, I know that you guys have now given all of the 
the, the, the tools and equipment and the training, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, there's, there's, there's such levels of poverty. And, and mm -hmm. I've had, uh, I've been in places where I've, I've literally seen that these poor little children have, there's nothing, there's nothing for them. Mm -hmm. There's nothing for them to do. Um, they're lucky if they get a meal a day kind of thing. And then, you know, we sit and go, well, everybody needs an education and they should go off and get an education. And, you know, but unless you've been there and you've seen it, you, you don't understand. So if I was a parent um, and not employed or, or, or doing uh, piecework and domestic work, whatever the case may be, 25 rand, what did you say, 100? Was 25 rand? So a, almost 100 it's 25 and a term, um, sorry, a month. So it's almost a hundred and a term uh, yeah. in some of these communities. So, so 25 rand is doable. I mean, that, that I can, I can yeah. see people yeah. wanting to be involved and, and sort of stretching the budget and saying, okay, 25 bucks we can do. And uh, we're making our children better humans just by, by giving them this place where they can go and uh, they can start to learn and become school ready because uh, that's a challenge, uh, you know, this, mm. this whole concept of school ready with the way education is going, even though I don't think we're at the top of our game in South Africa. Um, if you don't know the basics before you get there, you're going to be set up for failure. Um, mm. I'd like to chat a little bit more about this. And, and you did mention um, some supplemental funding uh, from, from uh, other institutions. So let's talk about that when we get back. It is what's involved. My guest is Candice Porchetta. She is the CEO of The Unlimited Child. We'll be back in just a bit. Hey, like what you're hearing? Share the podcast with your family and friends and spread the word. This is What's Involved. And we're back with my special guest, Candice Portgitter of The Unlimited Child. So, Candice, we've now got these places set up and uh, the, the children are attending, the, 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 the caregivers are, are, are trained up. Um, where does this supplemental funding come in and, and, and who's kind of involved in that? So, David, that's such a great question. And, and just to come back to something we've already spoke about, but the one thing is we strongly believe, and I think this should be um, a universal belief system, if a child is not fed, a child cannot learn. Uh, it's the same as us as adults. If we're not fed, we uh, probably won't be very productive at uh, anything that we're doing. So because of this partnership with the Unlimited Child, it actually opens up a network. So all of our ECD centers actually uh, belong to our network of ECD centers. So yes, they are independently owned, they are independently run, and we are the primary supporter of them. They are beneficiary. We never let go of them. And the reason being is that we are then also able to form better partnerships for the ECD centers. So, for example, during COVID, and uh, in case that any now, I call it uh, uh, the three plagues we had uh, COVID, <laughs> we had uh, civil unrest and uh, uh, flooding as well. We were then able to support these ECD centers to get back on their feet. In fact, we were able to um, have 90, over 98% of our network intact. And how we did that is through that partnership. So we catalyzed on funding opportunities. And, you know, I spoke about 
the fact that if a child is not fed, they cannot learn. So before we go anywhere, and you know, we have a number of ECD centers joining our um, network, and I'll talk a little bit about what we plan to do in the next three years, we find something called a nutritional partner. So they may be other nonprofit organizations. You know, a big partnership that we have is with Gift of the Givers, um, and we are able to provide nutrition and a whole lot of supplementary um, sort of um, uh, funding and activities to the ECD centers. So this comes in the form of things such as water solutions, because in rural areas, there's no water solution. Uh, it comes in the form of during COVID, we were able to provide a whole lot of groceries and PPE to actually the parents of the children attending or the caregivers of the children attending the ECD centers. And the ECD centers became a hub or network so that parents realize, hey, wait a minute, we're not going to stop sending our children or we're not going to think these things don't matter. We're actually going to understand that they serve our, our entire community. So that's one thing that we do. We also have another process where we want ECD centers to be registered in our country. So this is a formal registration. It's called Partial Care and Program and Conditional. It's very, uh, you know, the jargon obviously is, is quite a quite a bit. And by doing so and crossing the lines, so getting these ECD centers to become proper, well-functioning ECD centers, they can access a government grant. And this government grant is based on uh, a child number. So, for example, um, and cross-provincially, there are different uh, subsidies. I must just uh, state that. But in case then, for example, it's between 15 to 17 rand per child per month. Uh, so that also allows the ECD centers to be able to pay for their staff if they uh, to perhaps pay for a little bit more nutrition. But because we provide an educational program and we find Finding them other partners, it also makes their lives a little bit more manageable. Um, there is a strong um, advocacy that is happening, though, because obviously children, and you've probably heard it before, can't strike on the streets. Uh, so the budget is obviously not growing. It's not getting bigger and bigger. We understand in South Africa there are uh, budgetary uh, constraints, but I think that ECD, and, and thanks to people like you, um, needs to have a place at the table. We need more funding to be delivered to these enterprises and these ECD centers as such, because without it, uh, we can only do so much. And, and you make a valid point. And, and uh, for example, there's the education show that I was doing with Subuza. Um, they had to, and I was literally giving them my services um, at below cost, actually. Um, and, and they couldn't get extra funding for us to continue producing the podcasts and hosting and talking to various teachers and role players, people like yourself and bringing them all together. And we just couldn't, we couldn't get the funding for it. And, and I sat there and I, we did it for almost a year. Um, I think with, with like no money. Um, and we'd been running it for three years, I think. Um, and now it's, it's basically ground to a halt while they try and get some more, funding and et cetera, et cetera, together. And I, I agree. I mean, you definitely need a seat at the table. We keep on talking about the future of our country um, and that our children are the future. And yet uh, those grants just don't get any bigger. It is the most frustrating thing. And I know that we, we, we can be circumspect and say that there are other uh, changes, but uh, you know, there's a couple of places that I think money needs to go to. And, um, one thing that does make me happy, though, is our corporates and how 
involved and invested they are in these kind of of of, of projects. I mean, Imtiaz uh, Suleiman of Gift of the Givers is just him and his organization, just the most incredible thing. And I look at myself and, and look at him and I go, well, if they can do it, what the heck is stopping the rest of us? But you do have a lot of other corporates that help you out, don't you? Yes, we we are incredibly uh, fortunate as an organization, David. So um, I know that you've obviously spoken to our wonderful founder, um, Ian Backen. Um, and uh, so the Unlimited Child was actually founded by um, Ian and uh, his for-profit company uh, called Unlimited. Uh, it's an exceptional company in South Africa uh, with a strong belief system of business should do better. Um, and I'm sure you you've talk to him about it as well. And you can hear me smiling when I speak about it because Ian has put his life and soul into making sure that children are educated in the country. Mm, yeah. He made this decision long ago. Uh, you know, they say that early childhood development is a 20-year investment. So you only reap the rewards in 20 years. And it takes a very brave person to say that I'm not going to follow the trends. I don't need the uh, assurance in the marketplace. This is not a marketing opportunity. It's actually that we want to do better. And even if we see these results in 20 years time, we will do this. So for the Unlimited Child as an organization, and I can speak so confidently about it, is that the Unlimited is um, what we call an operational funder. So we are a registered nonprofit organization completely. But obviously, any nonprofit needs things such as salaries paid and, you know, the lights uh, to keep the lights on, your rental and all of that. The Unlimited has a company actually supports us over 98% uh, of those costs. And I say 98%, it used to be 100%, but we're obviously growing so quickly <laughs> that uh, there is an affordability. I mean, 1.3 million children is uh, is exceptional. Um, so the Unlimited has a company pays for all of our operational costs so that everything actually then starts going into uh, the child and the ECD center and the practitioner. So when we raise funding and we have some other funders, and I'll speak uh, to that as well. Uh, it is going directly to the community and that's why we can scale so quickly. Uh, we've just recently had the wonderful opportunity of working with Alma Foundation as well. Uh, and they are also going to support uh, some of our operations. So it means that we can establish almost uh, having half a million children going into school ready currently. So our 1.3 million number is obviously from the time we started, but we want to say a half a million children every single year till we get to a million children as well. Uh, so those are operational funders. And then we uh, have the wonderful uh, opportunity to work with some amazing corporates in South Africa. Um, we have uh, Cecil as a company. They've really uh, put or stuck their neck out there saying they wanted to work with us. We also have a really wonderful opportunity um, to work with uh, FNB as one of the largest banks in, in South Africa. And, uh, you know, their CEO also uh, has his heart and his had uh, completely aligned that we also support another intervention where uh, we have employees and similar to the Unlimited who actually on their own steam adopt ECD centers. So even though we do education, it's our primary needs and we get funded for that, we then have um, this adopted ECD center program where we have employees work with 
ETD centers completely and upskill these practitioners and make a difference from a community level. Um, we also work with Ackerman's Foundation. I mean, I, I think it's um, name dropping a little bit here, but <laughs> we we have a stunning array of uh, of uh, corporates that really yeah. uh, have drop put names their hands by, up. Yeah, <laughs> drop names by all means. No, because I think it's important because, and that was one of the things that blew me away with 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 Ian is. When I picked up on his passion and what he was doing, and we, we just touched on uh, the unlimited child, uh, I could just hear in his voice. And, and, and you're absolutely right. He's the kind of guy that will go, um, yep, happy to do this for the next 20 years and more if, if, if necessary. Um, and he was just so quiet about it. I mean, you don't, it's not, as you said, it's not done as a PR exercise because that kind of always leaves me feeling a little uneasy when, when you know, people feel the need to to broadcast to the entire world how well they're doing and how good they are. Um, so the guys that are involved with you so far, um, these are people that, uh, you know, they just get on and do the job and I'm happy with the name dropping. <laughs> thanks, thanks, David. But, you know, like I said, that Limited has been truly... Uh, a part of us. I mean, we uh, we are so fortunate to have a founder that obviously still sits board, family members that still sit on our board as well, because the brand belief is is so deeply entrenched in creating a better future and opportunities for uh, you know our children a hundred years from now. Um, so I just also want to add that by the unlimited backing us completely and having this uh, operational funding given to the unlimited child, it also allows us to work in such a unique way so that we can develop this blueprint. We do what's best for the beneficiary. We're not hamstrung in any way to change our vision or change what we're doing because it's on trend to do something else. Um, and by providing that funding to us, the operational funding, we are also able to approach other corporates and other funders and assure them that their, their funding is actually going directly to the beneficiary. Um, and like I said, that's how we've been able to grow so quickly. We've almost had exponential growth over the last seven years. And I think that, um, you know, in 20 years time, the massive impact of children being school ready is, is definitely going to change uh, our country as such. So yeah, completely happy with, with our partners. And I hope I haven't, well, I know I've missed out quite a few, so uh, <laughs> I'm sure they'll be on the phone to me, but uh, <laughs> you know, like I said, we've, uh, we've had some really, really amazing, like I said, F&B, Cecil, Ackerman's, Anglo-American. Um, and, you know, it's really been wonderful. And, you know, just to also add, it's not just about the corporate funders. We've also had civil society partner with us. So we've had many uh, philanthropies, the uh, Alma Foundation, Lego Foundation uh, come on board as well. We have uh, Catherine Dean in a personal capacity as well. And apart from that, and just one thing that I want to add, you know, NGOs working together and having this network of partnership is amazing. We also have Mr. Price Foundation. So not Mr. Price, but Mr. Price Foundation actually uh, joined forces with us. Um, Ackerman's Foundation, Gift of the Givers Foundation. And I think that's what we need to create. We need to create an environment that is truly about the child, that it's not actually about 
whose name is is bigger on a billboard as such. Um, yeah, and I think yeah. that's what we try to encourage. And um, yeah, I would like to say we've been quite uh, successful in doing so uh, because at the end of the day, the problems are much bigger than one company or, or one person. We have to have to work together. Absolutely. Candice, uh, time flies all the time. I always <laughs> say this, uh, but we are running out of time. When we come back, I want to talk to you very briefly uh, as we wrap up about uh, where you see the unlimited child going over the next couple of years. And then I also want to talk about uh, a little something that you do each year. So we'll talk about that <laughs> when we come back. It is what's involved. Uh, my special guest, Candice Potgitter, CEO of The Unlimited Child, back in just a bit. We'll be right back with more What's Involved. David would love to hear from you. To leave a voice message, visit whatsinvolved.com and click drop me a voice note. And we're back with my special guest on What's Involved, Candice Potgitter, the CEO of The Unlimited Child. So as we wrap up, Candice, um, you mentioned earlier on in the interview about uh, a, a three-year Clan. Now, I want to find out a bit more about that. Where is the unlimited child? What are you planning? So in the next three years, we are planning to obviously be in 6,000 ECD centers. So 200%, uh, uh, you know, growth as such. Um, because we know that obviously there's about a million children that start in school, not ready for school. So we want to make a, a massive dent into that and have half a million children ready. Uh, but to be completely uh, honest, uh, David, we have a founder, like I said, who, um, uh, you know, doesn't think small and uh, really imparts that uh, into the organization as well. So that's our uh, moderate or conservative numbers. But our whole plan is to expand exponentially to be able to gather more traction. We have a blueprint that is tried, tested and proven. It works. So you know, if the funding is not a, a big challenge, we would be able to even do more than that. We also want to now go across our borders because we know this is a, a blueprint that works. Like I said, we piloted in them and the SUTU as well because the need is so great and it is play-based learning. Each country does have a, a curriculum, but ultimately the way children learn through play is, is the same. So that's our plans for the future. Um, and we just really believe that we need to think big because uh, we want to attain something that makes a difference for each and every child. Um, we want that opportunity to, to be there. So I hope I've answered the question. One is our moderate plan, but our big plan is exponential growth um, and and tenfold that 6,000 number as well. <laughs> uh, you know what? And I have no doubt with, with the amount of passion that lies between the unlimited and uh, yourself, the unlimited child, I have no doubt you'll be able to smash that. Now, people are, people are always asking, you know, how can we get involved? What do we do? Is there a place? So if somebody's listening and, and, and we've now triggered something for them where they're thinking to themselves, heck, I want to I find out more. Um, I want to see if I can't become involved. Uh, is there a place for that? Are you are you open to that? Absolutely, David. So, you know, the thing is, like I said, having an operational funder or backer means that funding goes directly to children. So our cost model in South Africa and Lesotho is one of the lowest cost models. So even a little bit, if you go onto our website and, and donate on our website or, um, you know, have a meeting with us and come see what we're doing, uh, goes a really long way. In fact, our, our cost basis after 
the first year, because we do obviously continue with mentoring and coaching and, and all of that, it's almost sitting at um, it's like 25 and a child sort of thing, uh, 500 and a child for the year, which is absolutely amazing. So, you know, yes, I did speak about our big, um, obviously, corporates in South Africa working with us with the, the higher numbers, but even as an individual, people can make a difference. Um, and yeah, you know, our website is www.unlimitedchild.org. There's a wonderful page for Donate Now. You get a tax benefit, you know, I have to, to say that as well. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you're more than welcome to, or just get in touch with us. You know, we like showing people what we we do. We are a, um, a show not tell business uh, or organization. Um, and we love people to see what we're doing so that they can also feel it. You know, at the end of the day, we do things in our lives because we we feel we want to and we don't want it to be a, a grudge um, donation as such oh i have to do this because life is tough in south africa no it must actually be uh, a donation because you can see the difference it, it makes so yeah we, we completely welcome that it's a fantastic website i mean from the time i first saw it uh, just after i was i chatted to you and i went and had a look um and and when you see this this uh, donate now button. Let me let me give you an example, okay? You can decide to do a donation of a hundred rand a month, okay? And that can support four children for an entire year. Think about that. Hundred rand a month, okay? Supports four children for an entire year. Maybe you're a company that is like a, a, a small medium business, one and a half thousand rand a month. Then you're educating uh, an entire class for a year. And uh, if you've got a huge big heart, um, there's also the option to donate 5,000 Rand per month. And that's going to help with those ECD centers. It is such a worthwhile cause. Candice, thank you. Before I let you go, though, um, a little bird told me that uh, each and every year, because you like challenges, um, you learn a new skill. So what is this year's skill that you're learning? Or have <laughs> learned because we're at the end of the year? <laughs> this year's skill has been the, the most uh, difficult. <laughs> so actually, if I could say, so, um, you know, uh, working within uh, the Unlimited Child, we have, uh, you know, something called uh, Big Hairy Audacious uh, Goals. It's uh, very similar to our founding uh, company as well, the Unlimited. And, you know, the thing about these goals is that it challenges yourself because we dream big. So this year, <laughs> uh, and you can hear me laugh nervously while I say <laughs> it, I uh, learned to play uh, the piano. Um, it has been quite challenging. You know, I've done, uh, I've done a half marathon and, uh, you know, I've done quite a few things that uh, have been um, uh, what's the word? physically um, physically exciting, but uh, exhausting. But, you know, there's nothing like learning a, a musical instrument if you've never played it in your entire life. <laughs> and you know and, what, uh, you know, what's amazing, Candice, is like to make that decision, I'm going to learn to play the piano. It sounds easy. It doesn't sound too challenging until you sit down in front of that piano and you suddenly mm. realize, uh-oh, there's a lot more to this than I thought. 
<laughs> yes, definitely. So I'm, I'm obviously I didn't mean for people in the in the industry. So you know, I have a wonderful um, support system as well. I have an amazing husband. Uh, so each year we decide together. So I do have a, a teammate, and you know, you need somebody who helps you to be accountable as well. Um, and uh, we just obviously we did our grade one. You know, there's different grades, and I'm sure for everyone listening, they're probably like, grade one is so easy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no. you know, it's, <laughs> so we've done that, and you know the thing about it, though, David, and it's you know, and I, I wish I could say this to more people and say, try it out. You know, whether it's a new skill every three years or, or whatever time uh, prevails, it's that it actually is. It's about goal and decision making because, like you said, it's not just it's, it's easy to say it and you know you want to be cool and learn a song and be like oh I can be in the movies like everyone playing a song and singing. Uh, whereas it's it's not as glamorous as that. You know you have to take the time. You have to be dedicated to it. You have to find a teacher, um, and it's also teaching that ability that. I can accomplish things if I set my mind to it. And, you know, like I said, the, the reason we do it, and and I would say to people, if if they've ever had an opportunity to be able to do things like this, and, you know, um, and it doesn't have to be the piano, it could be uh, running a, a road race sort of thing. And all you need is uh, is the ability to, to do so. I mean, when I did my, we did our um, first half marathon, my husband and I had never run in our lives <laughs> and completed a few. And now, you know, it's, it's exciting, but, the thing is, it's just about making that goal because we want to be better people. Uh, and I'm not saying that, uh, you know, we're not good people. What I am saying is that if we have to, in our lives, make a difference to the world, make a positive impact in the world, we have to learn how to be dedicated in the things that we do, determined in the things that we do. And then we can actually be um, you know, human beings that actually create environments for other human beings. And, you know, we also get a return on investment um, in doing so. So, yeah, so that's the reason I, I did it. I said it very nervously because it's, <laughs> it's not as easy as it sounds. <laughs> Listen, I've, I've, I've tried, okay? My, my sister can play piano and keyboard like an absolute superstar, and she's gotten all the different grades. I just can't get my left hand and my right hand to agree on what to do at any specific time. Um, and it, it just, I know exactly where you're going. Are you able to, to, to have you hit that, uh, a sonata in a major? Have you done that? <laughs> yes. Yes. So, so I have very slowly, um, but, uh, yes, definitely. Um, wonderful. You know, wonderful. And, no, and, and, and next year, what are we looking at? You know, I wanted to continue playing the piano, but next year we are looking at uh, maybe a more physical uh, challenge. So um, okay. a full marathon. Uh, well, uh, sorry, uh, probably two, not a... <laughs> so, uh, you know, we're looking at, at that for next year. Um, yeah, and just, you know, it's so good. I think that anyone in a, also in a relationship, it's such a... It's such a wonderful thing to do together. Um, and a relationship, not just your, your husband or your wife or whatever. Even if you did it with a friend or... Um, Mm. mom or something like that it just creates a very different uh and good dynamic because yeah. you know that person's going to see you at your worst they it's uh there's always these challenges that uh crop up i mean when you know you you have to write piano exams for example it's like uh, uh they are challenges and you know it helps you in life because life is not easy for any one of us it's uh, uh but it's what we make of it and how we actually 
um, go past the challenge um, because yeah, that's I think that's the best way to live. Uh, live, um, you know, my favorite uh, um, movie of all time is uh, you know Ferris Bueller's uh, Day Off. Uh, some people might not know the movie; they might be too young. But uh, you know, he says, <laughs> "Oh, uh, I know it. I <laughs> love that movie." <laughs> I love it. And, you know, that's the thing about living. You you have to do it. It's not just, uh, you know, don't live as a, as a bystander. Live in the movie. Be the, yeah. the person doing the things. <laughs> yeah, you've got you to gotta live juicy, I say. And then, uh, you know, if you... If you if you have an opportunity to do something, and even if it is something creative, I think for me personally, the creative challenges are, are, are the ones that help uh, me personally grow because... Uh, I get more of a coherence between left and right brain and, and being very, very practical and just being able to let loose a little bit. But Candice, thank you so much. I know you're busy uh, and I thank you for taking the time out and having a chat with us here on what's involved. Uh, we wish you all the very, very best. I'm sure we're going to be chatting again. Uh, don't forget, if you want to find out how you can help, uh, just go to The Unlimited Child. That's all one word, The Unlimited Child dot org and see how you can help out it is a wonderful wonderful organization candace once again thank you so much oh thanks david i i have more than yeah i so appreciate uh the chat and, and yeah just people being interested in what we, we need to do in our country it's an absolute pleasure wraps it up for this edition of what's involved uh my special guest there was candace potgitter CEO of The Unlimited Child. Go and check it out. To each and every one of you, look after yourselves, take care, and thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to What's Involved. We hope this episode inspires you to find your passion and live your dream. Don't forget to rate, review, and share the podcast. And to see what's happening, what's going on, and what's coming, follow What's Involved on Facebook and Twitter at What's Involved. Thanks again for listening.